It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to this week's episode of the Sultans of Smoke Cigar Cast. As always, make sure you guys are getting over and checking out our sponsor. Cigar Noise Weekly. 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 Welcome to the Sultans of Smoke Cigar Cast, Drew, Mo. Yo. <laughs> Moo cow rich. <laughs> Bringing the bull. <laughs> What's up, gentlemen? Luck, you know, man. just living that dream. It's 2021 now, so all of our problems are behind us. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. We live in a utopia. There's yeah. no more COVID. Uh, uh, you know, everything's just perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, you said you're yeah. living the dream, so it sounds like it really is. Yeah, right, man. right. It's 2021. That's what we yeah. ask for. Happy New Year, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys, uh, did you do the the New Year, New Me thing, or is it the same old same old bastards we love? Uh, no, there's nothing new about me. But look, it, were people doing a lot of that? See, there was a very muted, somber tone this year surrounding <laughs> surrounding New Year's. I, I wasn't seeing all the New Year, New Me. I'm gonna kill it this year. I I didn't see. Well, let's hope not. But you know, I mean, I didn't see <laughs> that motivational uh, sense that I've gotten in, in previous years. Not. Not as much of it, that's for sure. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> I always think that. Yeah, I was. Uh, I always laugh. I mean, Cal, I, I would draw a parallel for you here, but Drew might understand this one a little bit better. It, it's like the people that uh, you know their New Year's resolutions, and, and they're at the gym for the first two or three weeks of the year, and then go back to whatever they're doing. I don't. I'll, I'll never understand why people think the flip of a calendar is going to magically make things better. I've never understood that. Forget 2020 into 2021. I mean, just in general. Yeah, I think a lot of people just see it as like, holy shit, finally I have motivation to do something. And then that motivation wears off real quick. But why? What's the lot? I mean, why does the change of a calendar I mean, I mean... Is it like a horoscope thing? Is it a planetary alignment thing? I mean, what? Why? Because other people do it, so it's a just kind of a kick in the ass to look at it and say, okay, that year's gone. What am I going to do to make this next year not suck? <laughs> yeah. I don't... I think it's... Uh, depending on what the... the resolution might be. Um, like if it's a, if it's a diet thing, a workout thing. Yeah. And and I think most others uh, are because, and it's probably worse these days. Everything is instant. I mean, you can get on Google and get whatever you want. You get your email right now. You can get your favorite show right now. And I know it's easy to say workout and dieting and eating correctly, but that's, that takes time. <laughs> like, 
maybe not even a year, maybe several years. Right. And definitely months for a lot of people before you see any kind of change. So when they don't get that. Yeah. And even, I mean, even, even, uh, I don't know, learning a new language, man, I'm going to learn a new language this year. So it doesn't even have to be physical. It takes, it takes fucking time and years. I mean, uh, think of, uh, granted you probably can't remember it and people listening can't, but what was your first year like learning a new language? (laughs) Right. English. It was probably pretty fucking terrible. You were a child and it was, it was terrible. So it ain't going to happen overnight. Nothing is. Yeah. And with some things, it's almost worse when you see that quick progress, right? Like if I start working out, I actually do see some quick weight loss, but that plateaus super fast and then it's discouraging. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, so I guess maybe I should just do like workout for a week, stop for a week, workout mm-hmm. for a week. Maybe that gets me down. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you should, you should try it. It'd be twice as much working out. That's not true. It'd be infinitely more working out than I do today. Right. So, it's 2021. Yay. Yay. Fair enough. You're not getting the easy way out with us sultans. It's the same old bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have no resolutions for the podcast. No. Nope. No. No. No quick fix here. It's going to be the same. I, same shit. I, w- I would be curious if if people had suggestions on how to make it more enjoyable or better. I mean, I'm open to that. My first guess would be better sound quality. Uh, like, in other words, Kyle and I get some sort of home studio and Danny like I think already has one. Yeah, like the legit setup. Uh number two would be uh probably more guests, less us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that's mixed. Yeah. I've heard mixed reactions to that. It depends everything depends on your guest. Yeah. Yeah, true. Cause you've seen those podcasts where like because you guys listen to podcasts, right? Some yeah. podcasts. Yeah you'll see it where you're like, oh, I enjoy this podcast, but they have that guest on this week. I'm skipping. Mm-hmm. Sure. I've actually found myself listening to much less podcasts and a lot more uh, sports talk radio. But I'm getting sick of that. So because they absolutely sensationalize everything and it just gets annoying after a while. Uh, so I may go back to podcasts, but I've, I've taken a break from a lot of podcasts. Yeah, I feel like our big one is we do pretty well when we have some number of topics. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to stick to them, but man, we got to have some. (laughs) And speaking of topics for 2021, uh, we got a topic from uh, (laughs) previous podcast guest, Matt Booth. You guys want to dive into this one or not? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm pleading the... I mean, I don't even know what to say, so... But you can go ahead. All right. Well, here's the question. Uh, eating ass in 2021. Yeah or nah? <laughs> I think we're all going to eat ass in one way or another if we think that things are just going to magically get better. 
I'm I'm pretty positive that's not what Booth meant. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm gonna have to go to with nah, and even more of a of a hell nah. <laughs> <laughs> now is that on a giving side or receiving side or both? Um, both. Fair enough. But uh, everybody has a price, so. What's your price? <laughs> it'd probably have to be it'd have to be pretty steep uh, on that. Being in the next Arnold movie. Well, yeah, I'd I'd do that for free. <laughs> well, what no, about like? I mean, no, I oh, mean, I'd have to. Tried. I'd have to partake. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, I'd, I'd do it then. <laughs> right, what about like? How grand? long? Is it that ballpark, or is it more than that? Oh no no no! We're we're talking set up for life. You don't you don't play For at the one session. You don't play at the sewage plant. Come on. Wow, that's a it, it's not as uncommon as you think. I know. Yeah, it's had this like big resurgence. Mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't say resurgence. I'm not sure if it was ever like popular before that. Yeah, people just admit it now. Yeah, it's a big thing to talk about, right? Yeah. Um, the question actually reminded me of, of somewhere in the late 90s, maybe 2000, there was a guy that I hung out with, uh, and Take he looked at me. Yeah, no, no. Uh, that's not where this is going. <laughs> but he looked at me once, and he said, hey, dude, what do you do if a girl says, I want you to, to lick my asshole? Mm-hmm. And I looked at him and I said, what? Expecting the punchline of a joke, right? Because right? <laughs> that's a setup for a joke if I ever heard one. Yeah. Sure. I don't want to go camping. Yeah. Yeah. And he looks at me and he says, you tell her to go clean it up and you give her the licking of a lifetime. And I think back to that sometimes. And I think that guy might have been a time traveler. Because mm-hmm. now that's a reasonable thing to say. But in the late 90s, that was a very weird thing to say to someone. Absolutely. Yeah, that wasn't well, that wasn't a thing back then. Well, it's or at least something people talked about. It was surely it was not. That has not uh, always been a thing. Can find a prison. Well, yeah. Uh, that was that was always the joke, right? Oh, you're gonna, you know, whatever. Anyway, Cal, you're not escaping answering this question. Yeah. What's? Well, I, I am escaping answering this question. Um, so. I have a couple of thoughts on this. I guess you just answered it. Yeah. Yeah. So the first one that's worth sharing is uh, that at some point, this would have been a much more deviant behavior before they figured out frequent bathing. Oh yeah. (laughs) Like oof. That yeah. Uh, So there's an image for your mind. Uh, The second thought is, man, if it makes you happy, you do it. If it makes if it makes her happy, go for it. If it doesn't make either of you happy, don't do it. <clears throat> this fucking guy. All right. Whatever. Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to go deeper? No. <laughs> That's not something you go deep on. <laughs> no. No. All right. Uh, it leads to a, a somewhat relevant topic that was sent in by NC6789. Have you ever sent an inappropriate text to somebody on accident? Yeah, um, who hasn't done that? I'm sure. 
Not like an inappropriate one, though? Um, I've sent text to people on accident, but I, I guess, don't remember an inappropriate one. Yeah, I guess not necessarily inappropriate, Ooh. but... Text that that did not belong to them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think I... That I could remember, anyway. I'm, I'm fanatical about that, like, double-checking and triple-checking, making sure that I'm sending the text to the right person, especially because, obviously, I text, like, either customers or brokers or whatever, so... Yeah, you gotta be professional. But I also don't... Look, man, I, I dealt with a personal experience uh, that you guys know about that I haven't talked about, obviously, publicly in the past couple of years, um, where my advice to everybody is don't send anything fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, there, it's just not worth it. And you think stuff is private or whatever. I'm telling you, man, people, it's not necessarily the case. So yeah, just be careful. I guess my thing is, first of all, I wouldn't, I wouldn't send anything stupid to somebody at this point in my life. It's not worth it. I think that's what it, uh, I think that's what it really comes down to though, is at this point in my life, we're all, we're all older and have learned. <laughs> no, fuck that. Bro. But I didn't send me? stupid shit before either. No, but bro. but you you mistakenly you mistakenly yeah. sent the wrong text to somebody before, and now you double and triple check shit. So I'm not saying you you sent. Oh, I gotcha. But you've learned. You're older, and you're like, eh, I ain't fucking doing it. Where other people are like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's one thing though to send like the wrong text that isn't sure that interesting versus like here's my dick right yeah absolutely but it can't it might not even be that bro it could be you thought somebody was a buddy or a friend and they shared shit that you thought was between you guys yeah and they're copying and pasting that shit starting shit between people Sure. You know, or yeah, snap, you don't, you, know, uh, you, don't uh, you don't text it or whatever the fuck. You don't text anything that you, you don't want out there. Yeah. Cuz that's yeah. a conversation is one thing. Mm-hmm. That text is there forever. Yeah, whether you think it is or not. Mm-hmm. Wait, yeah. Mo, you're saying cigar industry people would start shit for no reason on occasion? Oh, my, I was talking about cigar industry people, but yeah, I'm yeah, I mean, it <laughs> doesn't take much. Everybody, everybody wants to be in the limelight, for mm-hmm. regardless of the reason. Yep. I, yeah, mean, I, I feel like that's one way you know who your friends are. are. Oh yeah. Like, will they? Are they the kind of person that would ever, in a million years, share that shit? Mm-hmm. If they are, they're not your real friend. Oh, absolutely, dude. Anything I put in text now. I would fucking say it. Somebody would ask me about it. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. said that. But I also make it a habit not to really, I mean, I don't give a fuck enough about people to talk shit about them. I'll, I'll just say it. (laughs) I mean, you know, whatever. It's legit. All right. I want to jump to a judge drew pretty quick. Because I think this is pretty fucking fantastic. Sweet. Uh, did you see KFC's new video game console? No. 
So KFC, the, the chicken place, has entered the video game market. Okay. Uh, they teamed up with a company to create a video game console. It has like virtual reality. It has the whole shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also has a built-in warmer for your chicken, like a little basket where you put your chicken and it keeps your chicken warm. How do you judge this invention? The gaming console does? Yeah, you put your chicken in the fucking gaming console and it keeps it warm for you. It's like putting chicken in your PS5 or whatever. Yeah. Um, That's pretty... That's pretty inventive. That's... That's... uh, God, that's... uh, That's pretty good. I wish... um, there was more. I thought you were gonna say there was like a app and you built points to get discounts off your chicken. <laughs> would that be better or worse? That would be better, dude. I'd play something like that. I don't know if KFC would reel reel me in, but they should have a game where you're like choking chickens. If they're the, <laughs> <laughs> they're just the first ones to do this. If it has any kind of um. If it if it, if it makes any kind of ground, other people are going to follow. Maybe. I think it's freaking awesome because look, I'm no, I'm not a gamer, but if I was, I don't think there'd be anything better than being able to game and I pull out a fresh piece of chicken while you're gaming. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect temperature. The only problem would be getting that chicken to that gaming console to keep it fresh what, yeah what do you it? go to kfc yeah, and put yeah. It in there for your no, gaming session they gotta be delivering this stuff now mm-hmm. and i i picture a gamer that chicken's not lasting long long enough for them to keep it in this <laughs> console i think it's a good idea though it's probably gonna flop oh yeah but but <laughs> nice try yeah, A for effort. I couldn't believe it was real. Who who on their marketing team was like, yeah, this this could be the ticket for KFC. <laughs> we definitely need to invest money in this. Uh, it, it's a it's a stay at home play, probably. Yeah. Is the no is, is the console any good? I mean, do you know any anything about it? It's made by a real gaming company. I'll have to look it up again. Um, there's no reason to think it'll be shit. It's gotcha. made by a company called Cooler Master. Hmm. Uh, uses 4K. Um, there's a chicken chamber. Utilizing the system's natural heat and airflow system, you can now focus on your gameplay and enjoy hot, crispy chicken between rounds. See, it needs to come with like a napkin dispenser as well, or something. It only it'll take one person getting salmonella, and that shit's fucking cooked. No pun intended. <laughs> well, it should be already cooked, right? So they might get something else, but it shouldn't be salmonella. <laughs> oh, it's pre-cooked. Yeah, you, you, yeah. You, it's a warmer. It's not a cooker. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You have to still go buy their chicken. You just put it in there to keep it warm. Oh, that's bullshit. Who? The- or buy whatever, right? Put some food in there to keep it warm. Yeah, I guess. 
But like, have pick, you got a Popeye's chicken sandwich? Right. Have you ever had so much chicken that you were like, I need to keep this warm for when I'm hungry in two hours? No. I think in theory it's really awesome, but yep. if if you just leave it at that and don't think about it any further, um, yeah. Because if you do, it's a it's a terrible idea. <laughs> right. Yeah, I agree. It's one of those things where you're sitting with your buddies and you're like, man, that would be so cool if this and that. And then you all realize that that's really the stupidest fucking thing ever, but it's cool to imagine it. I picture somebody that came up with this was smoking pot when when they came up with this. I'm kind of thinking somebody at a video game company was probably like, man, this process is at a really high temperature and this fucking thing is hot. What do we do with a hot processor? I know. <laughs> Let's see if a company wants to make a fucking warmer out of it. Well, look, man. I Video game, the industry has changed. I mean, people are literally making millions of dollars playing video games now. Yeah. Right? So these, pe- like, these kids, these people, like adults too, I mean, they're literally spending 15, 20 hours a day playing video games. They got to eat. I get it. Wouldn't invest in it, but I get this. <laughs> it's either put your chicken in there or yell, Mom, meatloaf. Right. I'm curious what an actual gamer thinks of this. Yeah. Or how many of these they yeah. actually have to sell for it to be worth doing to begin with. Yeah. All right. Somebody that's everybody a real... thought it was a gimmick. Yeah, it's not. Somebody that's a real gamer. Are they like, yeah, man? I've uh, I've been playing games many years and been wondering if I could make something like this. <laughs> hmm. I don't know, man. I don't think the gamers would pick fried chicken, though. No. Think about you've you've played video games, right? Like. The controller has to not be greasy as fuck. Yeah, that's what it needs. Wet wipes coming out of it too. <laughs> You're right. Hmm. We'll see. What's a good gaming food? Is there good, a, is there one? Good gaming foods and foods that gamers eat mm. are not the same. Yeah, I actually typically I do not like to eat while I'm playing video games. Never enjoyed that. Smoke cigars though, huh? Yeah, we used to. I don't really. It's been a long time, but yeah. Yeah, I feel like you take a break to eat. You don't. Right. You don't game and eat at the same time. Hmm. Yeah the the one time where i say that's not true is if you're doing something like uh back in the day people used to do land parties where you'd get on the same network and play games together yeah you don't you don't have to do that anymore no because you can just do it from wherever you are but it, well, there was a time when it was easier you could get everybody in a room set up a network and and play multiplayer games together mm-hmm. and that was like pizza and doritos and mountain dew and shit did you ever partake in this? I mean, you know I did. Okay, I was just just checking. 
You were speaking as if you had like read it somewhere. I was curious if you actually had just been there. No, I'd been there. Yeah. Do you still game or no? Uh, before, right before this, I was playing video games. Okay. We got a Nintendo Switch finally. It's fun. Would you be interested in the KFC console? No. Not even for the game. I, I don't. I don't know what the games are. Okay. But like, it, you know, I have a house that has an oven upstairs <laughs> from where I am right now. Uh, <laughs> it's like a full kitchen. I don't right. need to to go to KFC and buy something so that it gets cold so I can warm it up here so that I can then eat it. Right. That sounds awful. Maybe the console will be awesome though, and the games will be better than. They better hope so. Everything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or maybe the press that they're getting from this is worth any stupid loss that they're going to take. Could be. Hmm. The cost is probably such where they they probably did like some sort of analysis that they think it would increase sales by X amount, so they're, they don't even care about making money off the consoles, would be my guess. Yeah, probably not. So, KFC needs something, though. Yeah. yeah. I feel like they're losing the chicken wars. Yeah. I think so. I haven't had KFC in... Shit, I don't even know how long. Yeah, it's been a while. Many, many years. But I've had chicken. Right. They need to sp- spice up their menu. Well done. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, if you're if you're at KFC, you're looking at it like how the fuck did Popeyes just come out of nowhere and become like and KFC is still bigger than Popeyes. I mean, I'll they are. Um, but you got to be looking at it like, where the fuck did these guys come from? <laughs> they made one good sandwich. Yeah. But I always like Popeye's better. Yeah. Popeye's is... I mean... Popeye's but, is damn good. Uh, yeah, I mean, Chick-fil-A came on the scene and just kind of became the de facto cliche chicken destination. They have the best service in the fast food industry. I'll give it that all day. Mm-hmm. Not even close. That's fair. All right. You ready for some cigar topics? Do we actually have those? I wrote some, and we have one from a listener. Let's do it. All right. Let's do the listener one first. Because uh, then he can stop listening for the other stupid topics that I have. Uh, NC6789, same dude. Uh, do you retrohale the whole cigar? Just a few puffs? Some schedule? How do you do your retrohaling? For me, it's majority of the cigar if I am sitting and smoking like right now. If I'm driving and smoking, it's probably... Once every five to ten puffs. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if I'm just sitting around having a cigar, I'm going to retrohale the majority of it, probably. 
That's a little surprising to me. Okay. What do, what do other people do? I have no idea. I think that's why he's asking. I think it's a full mix. Well, I mean, cow, what do you what do you do? So it depends on the strength of that cigar for me. Um, and if I've been smoking a lot of cigars at the time or not. So like in the winter, my smoking habits change a little bit yeah. because I don't have as many cigars and I become kind of a wimp. Um, but if it's a really strong cigar, you know, that first couple of retrohales really smack you around. I don't retrohale very much because it smacks me around a little bit. Um, but I'll retrohale at least a few times every cigar, no matter what. Uh, and if it's on the lighter side of things, I typically retrohale more because my body deals with that a little better. So just depends on the cigar. Um, and it depends on the retrohale. Yeah, some cigars are point. really fucking good on the retrohale, and some cigars are really fucking bad on the retrohale. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so you just kind of decide if it's any good and go from there. Yeah. Good. So I know that's not a very clear answer, but it's it does change per cigar. No, I think that's mm-hmm. the perfect answer. You're 100% right. I mean, the fourth cigar of the day, if you're retrohaling that thing, I mean, props to you. Holy shit. <laughs> you get to smoke way more than I do, and, and major props for that. Yeah. What do you do, Drew? Um, a few times, if at all, throughout a cigar. Not your big thing? No. It's really not. It, um, and maybe I just don't do it enough, but it almost, it feels like work. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. I could see that. You have to think about it. Yeah. A little bit more. Yeah. So I just don't. <laughs> depends on the cigar, depends on the situation. If I'm just trying to get through a cigar because it's cold outside, but I really want to enjoy a cigar, I probably won't. If it's a um, warmer or, uh, you know, spring day, fall day, yeah. Summertime, it's hot as fuck outside. No. (laughs) I'm going to have my cigar and enjoy it. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. Seasonal retro hailers. There's a lot to be said for that, though. I think anybody who smokes outside, you do different things in different seasons. You just do. Yeah, great. Yeah. So there you have it. Yeah, but I think the, the overall point and the overall, there's no right answer to that. It's completely a pre- personal preference. Thing. Yeah, I would say that you're if you never do it, you might be missing out on occasion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you'll also never know that you're missing out. <laughs> That's true. Right? Like, if there's a great food that you've never had right now, mm-hmm. you don't know you're missing it. Right. So, whatever. Give it a try. Uh, if you're going to try it and you haven't done it, start with something on the milder side of things. Not milder flavor-wise, but milder strength-wise. Um you do want some flavor, I think, on the first couple ones you do it on. Otherwise, it's just going to seem stupid to you. Right. 
I, I again, I could be wrong, but I, I just feel like you don't, you can't really experience a cigar unless you really retrohale it at least a couple times while you're smoking. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that. I think there's something to it, but at the same time, uh, there's so much flavor you can get in your mouth. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> thanks. If you, know, if, you, yeah, if you don't know how to retrohale or or if retrohaling is not your thing, if you let like the smoke kind of sit on the front of your your palate or whatever, that you could, it's not as intense, but it'll give you a more in-depth set of flavors. I feel like. Like just let it chill without retro. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that the amount of time you leave the smoke in your mouth changes the flavor, changes the experience. Mm-hmm. So in addition to your palate being different, how you smoke a cigar can affect the experience too. There's so many damn variables in this stuff. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So there you go. Um, I have another cigar topic here. We've talked a little bit before I think about prices on cigars like the most mm-hmm. the cheapest or most expensive cigars people have enjoyed and all that mm-hmm. one question I'm curious about I couldn't remember talking about it is what's the rarest cigar you've ever smoked like if I said you need to find that again you would have a hard fucking time doing it um, there was this cigar um made by uh, Hanky Kellner Jr. called Second Growth. It was in 2009. That would probably be the cigar that I've smoked that would be the most difficult to find now, I would think. Was that like a small number yeah. run at the yeah. time? Uh-huh, I think so. Yep. Um my brother bought a box of them and they were, you know, he thought they were okay. So he, he would hand them out to people that came over cause he got a really good deal on them. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people that just don't even know cigars ended up getting a lot of those cigars, <laughs> uh, at least, you know, from my brother. But, um, yeah, I, I would say that, you should have saved those because I, I would say they're pretty hard to find now. I would imagine. Um, the second would probably be uh, Year of the Horse. That would probably be the second one that would be the most hard to find. Didn't you smoke a dragon, though? Yes, but that was the re-release. That was that cool Oh, uh, I gotcha. It wasn't yeah. an original dragon. I mean, they say that it's from the original, but it's not. Give me a break. <laughs> uh, it's like 200 or sorry how many boxes i just scrolled past it like a dumbass when i was about to talk about it 300 boxes of 20 of the second growth were released to the american market yeah yeah it was a pretty rare cigar 33 bucks at the time and they were on sale at Binnie's. i think they were blowing them out for 10 bucks a pop damn damn 
It got half wheel reviewed at seventy six. Mm-hmm. So I would probably fucking love it. Yeah, it's probably really. Yeah, it's probably aged well. I have one left, but it got. Uh, unfortunately, they were not in cellophane, and it's a very big cigar, and it got caught under an other cigar, and the wrapper just came undone. Man, they don't they don't write reviews like they used to. Check out this line in the, in their overall answer. Mm-hmm. Add the absolutely monstrous size, and you have almost two and a half hours of wonderfully constructed monotony. Damn. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't uh, that doesn't make me want to smoke it. No, it's not supposed to. They didn't like it. Yeah, probably not. I'm just saying and, they don't they yeah. don't write it like that anymore. And the last one was an Esplendido from 2001. Or was it 2011? I think it was 01. It was a really old fucking band. Which had zero fucking flavor. Yeah. But it was cool to say. Nice. Drew, what about you, man? I was browsing back here, but probably about the only thing I could find was the... uh, Big B from uh, Opus. The Big B? Big B, I think is what it was called. Yeah, I'd have to Google now. I was trying to find the post. Yeah, Big B. Mm -hmm. There it is, yeah. Big B. It's a six by seventy four. What? But it, yeah, just you just hold your shit. <laughs> it's um, it's like a like a BBMF shape. Mm-hmm. So it's normal on one end. Kind of widens in the middle and then shortens back down at the. At the tip. Diadema? Diadema? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did you find such a thing? Um, I can't remember who I got it from. Uh, a, a Fuente buddy. Any of you guys pick up one of those, any of those rare pinks? No. No, I reached out to the shop to see if they were getting them in, and they didn't know. So mm. if they get them, they'll tell me. Is it a different blend or the uh, just the band? Or What's that? Is it a different blend at all or just the, no the band? Idea. Should be different. I believe it's different. Yeah, I believe I can fly. Don't make it true. You think so? We'll find out. <laughs> yeah, give it a try, man. I have no idea. Looks cool, though. 
It does. Even if it's just a different band, you know I want a couple. Well, yeah. That's the way it works. I'm in it for the marketing, not the cigars, damn it. Mm-hmm. All right. What else do you got, Kyle? What else? Uh, I'm curious. Uh, uh, for 2021... Do you have any cigar-related predictions? And I'll start with mine, just just to throw some out there. Uh, and I just made this up, and I will probably be wrong, but that's okay. Um, so I have two. The first one is that I predict we see at least five of the larger, right? So like ones people have heard of, five boutique companies that people have heard of, fold or get bought up. Okay. Okay. Which I think is is a reasonably large number because there were very few in 2020 that I think went under. Um, okay, you're going to have to revisit that one, but we'll get back to it. Okay, that's cool. We can do it. Uh, and then the second is that I think the overall number of cigars sold will continue to increase. Okay, that'd be good. So those are my two, and and they're they're not founded on a whole heck of a lot. Um, but I thought I'd at least throw something together. Okay. So let's go back to your first one. Yeah. Give me your definition of a larger boutique. And do you have an example of one you think would get bought and by who? I don't have an example of what would get bought. Um, and I don't even, I guess it's not even a larger boutique necessarily, right? I'm not thinking like Tatuaje or any of those kind of guys. Okay. Um, but I think anybody like somebody that, that I would have heard of, I guess, is the way that I would think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, you're sold at some major online shops or you have some large regional presence, at least. Right. Like somebody who made a real run of it, um, not somebody who like dropped a cigar and said, ha ha, that was fun. I'm done. <laughs> OK, does that make sense? So like in my yeah. definition, like just just for for fun, right? Like, so patina could count, right, mm-hmm. in the definition. Um, I'm not saying you're going to close. That's not what I'm getting across at all. Um, no, but if you're looking for, like... I don't blame you if you did. <laughs> no, but if you're saying, like, <laughs> is, does, do they have to be huge? My answer is no. Right, right, right. Now I get what you're saying. But I'm, I just don't want it to be, like, like let's say my dumbass comes out with a cigar. You know, I sell 10,000 of them, and I say, and I'm done. Yeah. Right, that's so not ba- what I mean. Basically, what you're saying is you you foresee some sort of consolidation, or just dropping out, one or the other. Uh, okay, so I I I see where you're going. I would actually say that I could see smaller brands teaming up more. Oh yeah. Um, mostly based on distribution or. Uh, collaborations, maybe things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to piggyback off each other's, you know, consumer base. I could see something like that. Yeah, sort of um, weather the storm that way instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, similar sure. to what we kind of saw in a lot. Really, I mean, we saw a lot of that in 2016, 2017. Yep. 2018 kind of died down 2019 2020 but uh 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I can imagine a resurgence in that, but I think the limiting factor on that will always be ego. So. Well, you always hit that fun question of like, so let's say two cigar companies team up, right? Mm -hmm. And they have s somebody, right? One person is going to a shop to sell both of those brands. Okay. Yeah. Right. Which one of those brands are they pushing harder? The one that they were working for before? The new one? Both? That's tough. Well, it, it also depends, though, on whose reps are responsible for selling it. Oh, for sure. Right. So, like, um, when when Drew Estate and Caldwell did the All Out Kings, right? Um, Caldwell's reps were the ones selling that, mm. not Drew Estates. No, I mean, it's totally fair. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I think you would, somebody would kind of take, if you were to do a collaboration, one of the parties would take the responsibility of, of selling that cigar, not both. Yeah, for a collaboration style thing. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're teaming up for distribution or something like that, it could be different. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of variables that fit into it, right? Yeah. It's a complex business to get a piece of tobacco into somebody's mouth. <laughs> complex. Put my tobacco in your mouth. <laughs> so my... Uh... I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be an interesting year. For, I think that you're going to see continued probably just a lot of what we saw this year. I really, it was past year. I really do. Maybe a lot more of the same. Same old, same old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't think the landscape's going to shift in any major way at all? Um, you might see... Potentially more people cutting back like sales forces, things like that. But I think the trends of 2020, uh, you know, with the FDA stuff kind of on the back burner as of right now, you're probably going to see another huge push of, of a new product. Again, kind of like what we saw in 2020. And you're going to see that anyway from a business perspective, because if I'm mm -hmm. a company that hasn't been doing the greatest, right. I need to throw some shit at the wall and see if I can get some money. Yeah, absolutely. So you're just going to see, I, I think you're going to see a lot of the same. I, I don't think it's going to be materially different than, than 2020. Now, look, if depending, I mean, they're, they're talking about this new strain and the UK is going to go on lockdown again and all of this stuff. I mean, if that becomes a legitimate concern, that's obviously going to change recovery prospects, right? So that's going to knock out the trade shows again. That's going to, so I don't know. I mean, let's just hope it doesn't come to that. We'll see. It's legit. Drew, do you have any predictions? 
Um, probably a lot of the same shit. Mm-hmm. Not much will change. A lot of the same shit. Yeah. The only change, like I said, that I, I could for potentially see happening is what I what I mentioned, Kyle, about people teaming up in different ways. I could see something like that. You already see some of that in, in fascinating ways, right? So the Fuente Padron mm-hmm. thing is just interesting where they're making a cigar for each other to honor the other person's father, right? If that's not a cool fucking piece of marketing, I don't know what is. Oh, I mean, it's fucking... I mean, you're talking about two of the biggest consumer bases. Not General or Altadis. Yeah. They're the two biggest, probably. Everybody's going to want to smoke those cigars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I guess the thing that I wonder, though, is, you know, if if everything continues the same way as 2020, I feel like something is going to change. And this is kind of the reason behind some of my prediction stuff Mm -hmm. is I I feel like some companies are are feeling pretty fucking hurt from 2020. And if it continues into 2021, there is some major danger for those companies. I Mm. think uh, the companies. So one of the few good things of being small and not having debt is you could well, and and live modestly is uh, being able to weather stuff like this a little bit longer. But if you are a, a, a larger company that has a payroll or a lot of expenses um, or a lot of money tied up in different things, yeah, I, I could see it's going to be very hard. Yeah, yeah and it, it all depends if you did you finance your company or mm-hmm. did you, you know, how, how did you do it? Did yeah. you have the money or did you take out loans? Right. Mm-hmm. What did you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. if I'm working on credit already, I'm fucked. But, you know, a lot of, a lot of companies probably found a way to minimize their, you know, or at least take advantage of less expenses this year or this past year. Um, yeah, trade show alone. I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one for a lot of guys. It's a big one. I mean, you're talking some guys, and even boutique guys, you know, they, they spend six figures on booths and stuff. So that helps not having that. But the biggest, the biggest challenge will be, um, again, same as we kind of saw in 2020, um, will be inventory management. You know, getting cigars in, getting them to, to, the, to the shops and, and stuff like that. That was a really big challenge for a lot of people this year. So... We'll yeah, it's so interesting because I feel like right, very beginning of 2020, late 2019, there was this thing where you know, all the rollers and all these people, there were a lot of layoffs and things. That's yes. what I was hearing. And then yeah. all of a sudden, now we need you all again. 
Mm-hmm. Right. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I mean, again, for better or worse, being small has worked to my advantage in that sense <laughs> this year. <laughs> you know, I mean. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Inventory management will be key. It's legit. Got to keep them cigars rolling. No pun intended. Or maybe pun intended. It was intended. Good job, Cal. Um. <laughs> so I, I actually have a question from uh, Yogi, 1966. Um, you guys ready? Yes. Born ready. The Mega Millions and Powerball lotteries over $400 million each. What would be the first thing you did if you won? What would be the first thing you buy? And what cigar would you smoke to celebrate? The first thing I would do is look up if there's any way in the world I cannot identify myself when claiming this ridiculously large pile of money. Yeah, depends on the state you're in. Yeah. But yes. So everything else depends on that. Okay. Because, like, you don't want a damn person to know you have that money. Sure. Okay, so assuming that... Assuming that you are in a place that will allow you to remain anonymous. So what, would you not claim it if you had that? <laughs> no, I would still claim it. Your plan yeah. just changes. Right? Okay, all right. Well, give us both plans. All right, so if you if you can stay anonymous, okay. uh, I think you slowly change things about your life in okay. a way that nobody would expect or ever see, right? All right, get, all right like what? So, so maybe you, know, you get your money. Yeah. Maybe you leave your job, but you don't move right away. Right. right? Uh, you figure it out. You figure out your plan. You do your financial planning. Uh, right. I would end up uh, probably, I, I think we would, move the family to somewhere uh maybe like a beach house or something where i can have my little cigar room right? yeah, yeah get the whole fucking setup get everybody set up nice and chill uh mm-hmm. and just live the rest of my life if it's the opposite where i have to identify myself i would do all of that but way fucking faster sure like immediate would you yeah. change your name <laughs> you change your name that's a good I question know. I don't think so I don't think that helps mm-hmm. like it's not witness protection or some shit <laughs> well I'm just saying Here, here's the problem with even uh, they're finding out people are finding out and they're, they're gonna know they're gonna know who won right even in in like I, how I'm not sure exactly in Oklahoma, but you can do um, like a trust and the trust can win it. Oh, yeah. But you can look up who owns the trust. I mean, <laughs> so it doesn't. These days, it's hard to, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really help you. So people are going to find out. I think I would continue. One, the question was, what would you smoke? It would be something out of my humidor that I've already got. <laughs> <laughs> but And then fucking everything. Yeah. Everything. I <laughs> Nothing would, but time. I would definitely have a much larger humidor, and I'd buy a shit ton more cigars <laughs> that I couldn't ever smoke in my lifetime, but I would mm. still have them. You just buy your own lounge. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
I would. I don't think I'd even move right away or anything. Work would probably change some. <laughs> I mean, we're talking 400, 400 million, even if you end up with half that, 200 million. I hate to say, even with the family business, I'm probably tapping out. Like, I'm not quitting tomorrow because of the situation, but it's going to be like, okay, you got to find somebody to take my position. A, a gradual early retirement? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm coasting to retirement. I'm out by the end of the year, so you got to find somebody. And in, 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 in a couple of months... Which, I'm, in all fairness, shouldn't be hard. No, no, yeah. no. And in a couple of months, I'm definitely cutting back to like two or three days a week, if not less. <laughs> um, yeah, but I wouldn't leave like high and dry, at least not that job. There's some jobs I've had in the past that I would be gone today. <laughs> they would just <laughs> never... never hear from you again. Yes. They wouldn't even get a notice or anything. I just would never show back up. Job abandonment. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd it's probably continue. Life. I don't know. I'd probably continue living where I'm at. Maybe start looking for something else in the area. And then, like, uh, I mean, you said, like, a beach house or something. I think I would still have something like that probably elsewhere, but wouldn't live there full time. $200 million, yeah. it wouldn't be that hard to have a second home. On a on a beach in Florida, that you visit a couple of times a year, or a mountain house that you go skiing at, or something. I would say those would be relatively affordable with your newfound wealth. Yeah, <laughs> we've said this before on the podcast, though. My first first person that the first thing I would do would be to hire like a private chef. Good one. That's, that's what I. Legit. That's what I'd want over everything else. Mm-hmm. I'd want somebody to fix me fucking amazing meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at, at two hundred million, right? It, it was the actually four hundred million. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah. I just yeah, said two hundred because you're probably ending up with fifty yeah. percent. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so they take all the taxes. You have two hundred million dollars. It, let's say that you live off 4% of that a year to never deplete it, basically, right? Yeah. So you, cause you just invest it and then pull pull down 4% a year. You're living off $8 million a year. Yeah, I think you'll be okay. Yeah, that'd be all right. <laughs> yeah, how many houses do you want? Yeah, you're going to be all right. <laughs> you'll, you'll make do. Yeah. Hmm, that'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. But buy my own gym, that's what I would do. Don't you have a gym in your house? No, I want like a big one. Yeah. <laughs> would you let anybody else in or would it just be yours? I think it would It would just be like me and like my buddies that train. Be like five of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe well, eventually more people, but no. Uh, well, um, uh, probably get like a a condo and a high rise, um, and fund my trading account. That's yeah. all I would do. Nice. Yeah, I mean the damage I could do with that kind of money would be. Yeah. 
So, I mean, that's exactly what I would do. I wouldn't do anything. I don't care about clothes or cars or any of that shit. I no. I care. I, I enjoy the pursuit of, of building something. That That's what honestly brings me joy. Not, not like having things, if that makes sense. I don't care less about that. Yeah, what it buys is your total freedom to do whatever yes, you want. Exactly. That's what it buys. Exactly. That's that's precious. And I I had this discussion with a couple of friends of mine who are much more uh, into things than I am. And I said, you can't define yourself by the things you have because the reality is there could be some douchebag trust fund kid that has the same car as you. Mm -hmm. Does that mean you guys are, he's equal to you? You're equal to him, right? Or you wear the same clothes as some other dude. Like that stuff doesn't make you like, if you're looking for an identity through the stuff you have, that's, that's empty because ultimately everything goes out of style or is old or becomes old or becomes whatever, not good enough. Right. Like today, Oh my God, if I get a Mercedes, I'm fucking killing it. Then all of a sudden you get a Mercedes. Mercedes is not good enough anymore. Now I want a Bentley. Right. Oh yeah. It's only something else. Yeah. So like that's, that to me is just like, you're chasing, I don't know what the fuck you're You're going to be miserable in a different way than if you have jack shit. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know, man. For me, it really my life really wouldn't change much. I feel like the hardest part of the whole thing would be to say no to everybody who wants money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I'd pay. I'd pay off the rest of my student loans. I forgot about that part. Yeah. Well, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, so now you yeah. only have a million left. <laughs> Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, man, I mean, dude, it's... Yeah, you would definitely want to take care of the people in your life that, that are struggling, for sure. Oh, Maybe. No, yeah. oh, come on, man. I mean, certain people, yes. Other people, it's like, you know, people are going to start coming around looking for handouts, man. You got to decide who your friends are at that mo- at that level of money. Well, oh, I, yeah. Yeah, you you would know, you know currently the people that would still be your friend because of you and not because of money, and you know the ones that are kind of acquaintances acquaintances now that would magically be your best friend <laughs> once you had money. Well, yeah, it's got to be hard though. And well, even like really. even family members like that. I mean, you know your family that would come get you out of any kind of situation currently. Oh, and yeah, the for ones sure. that would yeah, just like look ten years down the road, right? You've yeah. made some friends, probably doing something. Are those your real friends? How do you know? Listen, COVID already took care of that. You know who your real your real people are if you're still talking to them now, and some of them you haven't seen in a year. I always say move, move somewhere. And find out who your yeah. friends are. <laughs> sure. No, I mean, dude, I, COVID has been a big eye-opener 
for a lot of people that I talk to, you know, like, damn, man, I thought I was friends with, I thought we were closer than that. Dude hasn't asked about you in six months, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It's a little tough too. Cause I would say there are people that, you know, that's just the way they are. I get that. But what I'm saying is when you're talking about giving somebody money. Yeah. 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 That's not COVID helps you. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. If sure. they still are, if they're still a, an integral part of your life during this pandemic. Yeah. I think they qualify for a little assistance or a, Hey man, this is for you. Sure. I just feel like overall, right. You know, things like fortune and fame, that's got to eat at you a little bit where you got to wonder, right? Every now and then, like, are these people actually my friends or are they just using me now? I, I know the old yeah. people. I know those old people, like the person mm-hmm. that's been there for 15 years, that that's a different person, right? Mm-hmm. That's okay. But this guy I met last week, does he actually enjoy being around me or does he want some money? Yeah, man. That's got to suck. I mean, look, I don't know. I, I, le- I learned a lot about people during COVID. I really did. I really did. Yeah, I mean, it, it. I think that you're, you just learn a lot, man, through stuff like this. And I think that you will learn really quick by, even if it's not the lottery, let's say you hit a big doing something else and, and you, your income level, you're, you're in a different stratosphere, right? It's always interesting to see who comes knocking and who wants to be friends and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a crazy world is all. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> Is that all we so have? there you have it. Win four hundred million dollars, uh, <laughs> yep. which Drew may or may not actually uh, lick somebody's asshole to get four hundred million dollars. Ooh, four hundred! <laughs> now we're Keep talking. Your circle small. Now we're talking. Hmm. May or may not. Four hundred mil. I'd. It'd have to be clean. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh boy. Oh yeah. You don't think you'd get all up in whatever? No. $400 million? I'm telling you what would happen. I'm telling you where I would throw up. And and then it would be an extra unpretty sight. Okay, some people are into that. $400 million dollar vomit, bro. God, if they're into that. The most expensive Oof. vomit in the world. I've thrown yeah. up for nothing before, right? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> $1.50, 40-ounce bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, no. So next week, boys. Yeah, you got it. All right. Have a good one. Cool. Cheers. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's uh, episode of the Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast. Make sure you guys are checking us out on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, direct message us. Um, email the Sons of Smoke at gmail.com if you got any questions, comments for the show. And we will catch you guys next week. Thanks.